0: I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 24 in your Bible. We still use the Bible over here, amen? <laughs> I'm mean, glad. Man, the way things are going, thank God for the Bible. <laughs> I see a messed up world. <laughs> you know, the book of Proverbs is a, is a book of lessons and, and principles. God has spoke to Solomon as he wrote these things. And listen, I've, I'm going to show you. I got my favorite Proverbs. All through Proverbs, I marked everything in yellow. You know, the things that I felt that God wanted me to speak. It's all good, but just specific things. And all through my, my, my Proverbs in my Bible, I have the, the scriptures that I marked out. And I got a lot of them. I was trying to mark about three or four or five per chapter. Because there's certain things in the Bible you want to remember, right? There's something you want to hear tonight that you can wake up tomorrow. You know, Brother Lenny said that and that's what I needed. And it's going to ride with you for days maybe. Man, thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost to teach us those things. The principle of the book of Solomon, uh, the book of Proverbs, it was that God was trying to use Solomon to teach his people what works, what principles work in God's word and in God's law. You know, I, I, I'm not that crazy, but you know what? One dear brother said it one time. He said, you know, if you pray for a chicken and you don't go look for it, you ain't going to get it. But if you pray for a chicken and, and you go look for it, you're going to get a chicken. Unless you can pray till you're blue in the face. If you're not willing to act upon that faith, you're not going to get it. Maybe I want to preach something else. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't look... Me and Boogie write together mostly every day. We talk about some things, look. Listen, we'll blow your mind. And Boogie blows mine a lot. And look, look, listen. I'm looking at him and I say, how you said that word? What would what, what, what you talk about? Oh, dumb Cajun preacher like me, I just know this and that and duh. I mean, that's about all I but anyway. <laughs> Listen, I ain't gotten to the level yet. You know so I'm just a... <laughs> Stop that, boy. <laughs> I, it's just why I'm at. I, I just believe things are simple. And I think there's things in the Bible that are explained very simple. Uh, listen, don't confuse me. I got enough trouble already. <laughs> I just, if you're going to tell me something, tell it to me straight. Just straight. Just tell me straight. Okay. <laughs> Listen, there are things in this word that will shake your cage. Amen. Because, you know, the Lord told me years ago, son, you need two things. Your Bible and your guitar. <laughs> so, Lord, why I can't get this? You know, I, big ministry, uh, big this, and, and, and you know, like you can have visions, you can, you can, you know, a hey, lot of times it ain't God anyhow, it's just flesh, but anyway, it's, it's almost like <laughs> you build yourself, and God says, all you need, son, is your Bible, and you, you need a word and a song, <laughs> listen, how important listen to what I'm telling you now, listen, God gives instructions, and he makes it very clear, you need a word and a song. But why can't be in the spotlight like everybody else, Lord? Why can't have a three-piece suit like them big preachers on TV, Lord? Why? Because you're not the big preachers on TV. You're Lenny. And you're not preaching to the hoi polloi. You're preaching to simple people in corner homes or wherever. The truth is the truth. I just want to tell them what I say. Why? You got to make it complicated, <laughs> confuse them? Okay. So, Proverbs 21 verse 4. Now, 21 verse 4 of Proverbs. I'm sorry, 24 verse 1. Listen, you see, I'm right at good view,. Hallelujah. I need to pray for. I need some help. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, Janice said she's been praying for. All right. He says here. Do not be envious. I'm reading from the New King James, okay? Now you got a King James, it pretty much says the same thing, but he might word it a little different. Do not be envious of evil men. Now watch. There's a psalm, and I want to say it was Psalm 72, where a man was a church man. He was a temple, worked in, and he looked at the, the, the wicked. He said, They don't seem to have any trouble, Lord. <laughs> They seem to drive the best cars. And I'm just throwing that in That's what it says. They seem to have the best houses. They go anywhere they want. They don't pray. They don't go to church. They don't do none of that stuff. And yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I got trouble on every side, God. I'm, I'm full of sorrow. And every time I wake up, somebody's knocking a brick off of my house. Somebody's, <laughs> something's happening. I'm always going through trouble. But the wicked are not so. Why they got it so good? Because of one reason. They're going to face the judgment and eternal damnation. It's when he saw the principle of what you were doing for God and that the world wasn't that important because that's going to end one day. What you're going to do now is eternity. Eternal. Don't envy the wicked. Don't envy what they got. Don't envy what they they are. But for us as a believer, I feel it, man. You don't need to walk with the wicked. You need to walk with the righteous. The wick- wicked will never teach you the ways of God. They'll never encourage you in the Holy Spirit. They'll never give you a word to build you up. It won't happen. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than brought in the tent of the wicked, the Bible says. Don't envy the wicked. What their God's going to turn to dust one day, what their God's going to rot. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to come to nothing. What you got, hallelujah, it's going to be for eternity, praise God. You're going to live forever with your Lord Jesus Christ, never to see sorrow, never to see death. Don't envy the evil man. Don't envy the wicked. Because what they got, you don't need. How are you? Anybody listening? For their hearts devise violence or wickedness, and their lips talk of troublemaking or, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not crazy. I could sit down <laughs> for five minutes and I could know somebody knows the Lord or not. And I'm not judgmental. I'm not their God. I'm not, I'm not, excuse me, I'm not making place in judgment. But God gives you a discerning spirit. Jesus said out of the abundance of the, the mouth, the heart, the mouth speak it. I was working one day with a guy and he was blah 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 blah. I looked at him, I said, I can tell you're not a Christian. Oh yeah, well, how can you tell Just what's coming out of your mouth. You know what he told me? You're probably right. <laughs> 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 that that was a short argument. <laughs> you listen, he might he might have went home and said, Lord, he's a, <laughs> Turn on that cycle on the ashes, man. He's trying to bury himself in, in prayer. You don't know. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> listen, through verse 3. Through wisdom, no. Through, through wisdom a house is built. Now listen, that is a that is that is a powerful verse. A, a house is not built through division. A house is not built through violence. A house is not built through pride. It's built through wisdom. You have to judge everything based on the word of God. When, you, when you, Kevin, when you're at your house, believe it or not, you're going to have to make judgments. You're going to have to say, well, this is not right. Tell your kids or your wife, you know, I, I don't approve of this. this. This is not God. That's using wisdom because you can discern what is wrong and what is right. And every believer in this church tonight needs to know what is wisdom. Wisdom is not how smart you look and how good you look and how how wise you can talk. It is be able to discern and operate according to God's spirit and what he says. I said it's according to how God's spirit and what he says. That's wisdom. It's snowing. Listen, we have some instances in our house when our kids were growing up. And listen, listen, I had some. Most of my kids, they were pretty meek, but Isaac, (laughs) oh, (laughs) he's a good boy, but he tries you. (laughs) Listen, he's the one that always wanted to nail the chicken coop with the hammer. (laughs) You can't tell you, I get it, and he busts his finger. He don't know how to use a hammer, man. Why do you want to use a hammer? I'll do it. (laughs) You know, you you look at it, but you know what? We never disciplined our children in in anger. Watch, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if they see you angry, they're going to see God that way. Watch. I told one one old boy, I used to know, and he says, I said, you need to show your children mercy. He said, no more mercy. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) No more. No but God gives that knucklehead mercy every day, so I got no mercy, no more mercies. No more. But he all he he was he would he would discipline his children in vengeance and anger and, and wrath, and he got bad kids. Oh, Lord. No you know, it's 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 how he. Used his anger to think that that was the way to discipline him. It's not. Listen, I had one of my son, and Isaac, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell on him. He, he, did, he lied to me one day. He was a little boy. He, was, he lied to me. I said, Son, I'm going to whip you. Look, that didn't get him started. I said, You sinned against God. Oh, Lord. My wife's there. That boy tears. For the first time in his life, he realized, I sinned against him. He was maybe five years old. Listen, when, when he gets loud with me, sassy with me, he'll come back and say, Dad, I'm sorry. Repentive heart. I, listen, all of my kids are like that. You know what I'm saying? Boogie him. I didn't have to do much whipping. <laughs> Because a kid that walks around dressed like Moses with a stick every day, you gotta you gotta wonder. I ain't lying. He had his coat of many colors and he was walking with his stick. He didn't play Batman or Spider-Man or Star Wars or nothing like that. Moses. I should have framed, I should have framed that stick. But it was. But me and their mama would pray with them. We'd, they would allow for us to read the book of Genesis. That was their thing. The book of Genesis, kids love it. You don't want to be surprised. And we would read for a couple of chapters and say, dad, read some more. Read some more. They were into it, man. They were into it. But what if we would have demonstrated an angry God to them? Listen, even now, we're trying to learn, even as they're growing and going on their own. We have to learn that what they see in us, they're going to want to come back to. God, hallelujah. You hear what I'm saying? They, if, they, if they don't see grace in us, they're not going to see grace with the Lord. Because our relationship, me and Janice, reflects our relationship with, with, with God. So as God teaches us, we got to apply that same wisdom to our kids. See, the wicked don't do that. They just beat the hell out of the kids. Oh, Lord, I had it happen one time. I had my old grandfather. After my daddy had passed away, listen, I didn't want to get on the school bus. Oh, cool. Listen, there was no child abuse them days. They just beat the hell out of There was no ADD either. <laughs> <laughs> and my mama didn't love me that day. She just let him do. <laughs> everybody run that old man, ah, but he was on it with me with a belt in front of everybody. <laughs> Oh, wisdom, man. I'll show you. Uh, I bet I got on that bus. <laughs> he didn't apologize for it either. He didn't say I'm sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> it hurts me more than it hurts you. Yeah, but not in the same place. <laughs> nobody, nobody called child enforcement. Nobody saved me that day. Nobody loved me. <laughs> Left that old man tear my hide, man. What I'm gonna <laughs> i am going to do? I better not look at him cross-eyed because I'd be cross-eyed in a heartbeat. But you know, <laughs> I respected him. And I believe in his heart. He didn't know God at that time, but he, he wanted me to learn something, okay? Right. And it, it's, it's so easy to get off in the wrong spirit with your, with your children, with your wives, and your husbands. Unless I let's not feel the presence. I want to know the wisdom of God, Okay? I want to know God what I'm supposed to do in this situation. How am I supposed to walk? What am I supposed to say? Lord Jesus, help me to know your ways. I don't want to get beat with a belt. <laughs> and what and God beats me with a belt, he loves me. That's why he does it. He chasing those who he loves. And that old that my old grandfather knew how to chase him good, man. Oh man. He's he lucky he didn't have to chase me. <laughs> But it's true, it's, 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 it's through wisdom, we build our house, right? Amen. Through wisdom, not my wisdom, through God's wisdom, we build our faith. Hallelujah, praise God. Listen, Don't matter how hard it gets, if we trust in the wisdom of God, we'll make it. Listen, I was telling book today, I said, you know what, son? I said, I just need faith. And we hear that word faith, but we don't really know what that means. It's just completely trust in what God says. And it's not to gear away from what men say. Don't, don't, yes, you judge everything you judge tonight, what I say, by what God says. And And if God's right, I can show you, I ain't. If God says something I say something different, then I am not speaking from the Lord. I'm not speaking from this book. I'm not speaking on the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And you have the responsibility to come say, Berlin, wait, that was wrong. I can show you scripturally. You come and show me. And I want to have the heart to be able to say, Are ah, you right? Learning. Taking instructions. Learning. Listen, I have taught, listen, I remember things said, you know. This pulpit had a lot of fine preachers coming. Sister Monique had been here a long time, Sister, Sister Teresa mostly, them too. They've been here since the church almost started. And you know what? There was a lot of men that stood behind this. And, and, and some of it was right and some of it might have been wrong because they had preachers coming in, you know. Uh, they sounded good, but if you listen long enough, you find out there's, wait a minute. And when you have a good pastor like Brother Mike, he would examine that. I, I know he would. He would listen good. And I can guarantee you if they were teaching false doctrine, they weren't coming back. You know? But good wisdom, is hard to find. It's more valuable than gold and silver. Because when you learn wisdom, you learn how to get by in faith. Listen to me, praise God. Listen, what, the faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? You're hearing wisdom. You're hearing knowledge. You're hearing understanding. What, what builds your faith? That word, that, that Bible. That, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith ain't going to come no other way. Faith ain't going to come by listening to me. I could tell you a b- bunch of gibberish all day long. But if it ain't God, it's just gibberish. It's, it's a waste of time. I don't want to waste God's time here. I'm responsible for everything I say behind this pulpit. I got an answer to God. And I was in my dump truck the other day, and I told my wife that. I said, God spoke to me. He, I felt him say, and I felt the first time really a call like I should have been called. He said, son, I want you to tell those people there's only one way, and it's because of the blood. If the message can't be adding to that. Righteousness comes through the blood. Faithful walking with the Lord comes through the blood. Following God's commandments come through the blood. You have to apply everything by His blood. His blood is atoning sacrifice He made at Calvary. That's the only thing that matters. Listen, you can go out there and become a big scholar and still split hell wide open. You can read, memorize this Bible from front to back. If you're not going to believe it, you just assume, close it, praise God. You're not going to get to heaven. If you don't apply God's faith and God's word and the blood of Jesus in your life, you can forget it. I'm going to tell you right now, I said it, I'm going to say it, I am a bloody preacher. (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen to me. If we're not going to preach the blood, if we're not going to preach the cross, if we're not going to preach one way, then we're wasting God's time and we we endangering the souls of lives around us. You better listen to me, praise God. You You better apply that word because you're going to stand before God for it. I'm going to stand before God for it. And he told me, son, one way. And you preach the cross. And you preach the blood. I felt it. But listen, I, I was in my dump truck. Man. I said, what God does to me when I'm driving a dump truck? I don't know, praise God. But man, I'm in mean, tears. Coming. I said, I could feel it. I could feel it, man. I could feel the call of God. You know what I'm saying? I felt the commission to go. Man, I was, I, that, that just blessed my socks off. That just blessed my socks off. Listen, God has a purpose. And he wants to apply wisdom in our life. But it's going to come through faith. In Jesus Christ. Do I do everything right? No. Do I get angry? Oh, you better believe it. You know what I'm saying? God help me. <laughs> Listen. I don't want nobody to tell on me. But sometimes it is. And God tells. God knows. I will never be an example till I learn to be patient. And trust in the wisdom of God. That's, that's me. okay. And if I can walk... By faith, and I'm not talking about f- just you say you have I'm talking about the power of faith. The Bible says, Jesus, He said, is the to the sycamore tree. Be thou removed and be plucked into the sea. And don't doubt in your heart. Right, right. You shall have whatever you ask the Lord. Say to this mountain, be thou removed out of my way. Everybody says, oh, that's a spiritual. No, that's a physical mountain. Because when Jesus said, Take them few fishes and feed them thousands. Let me tell you something. There was just five fish in there and a few loaves of bread. And he made a multitude and fed the whole bunch. I know a preacher today. He's preaching in Mexico. And I'm going to tell you a true story. Bro. Have. Listen, he t- he, t- he said he-, he called the pastor's convention together. And all he... <laughs> A, f- a pot of coffee and a few tortillas, what you call them little round things you got tortillas? Yeah. He fed about five hundred preachers with a pot of coffee and a few tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Wow <laughs> <laughs> oh, a pot of coffee and a few tortillas fed the whole all, yeah, all kind of <laughs> Touch me, man. Give me some of that. <laughs> I said, I don't like them in there. <laughs> I'd eat a couple of dozen myself, hallelujah. <laughs> Might be some Holy Ghost in them tortillas, man. <laughs> I said, look, you, he told me, I heard him say this. He said, you know what? When he first got saved, he grabbed one scripture. Go out into all the world. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leopards raise the dead. Freely you receive, freely give. Now watch. He didn't blame this pastor. He didn't blame the preachers. He knew that. He took that verse literally. And right now, last time I talked to him, I don't know, a few hundreds of people have come back from the dead. Rose from the dead in that ministry. Now, is he more spiritual than you? No. But he believed the Bible. He believed that very scripture. He built his whole ministry around that. And he went and he took all the word of God, but uh, powerful, man. I said, some girls were dead for three days this morning. He died of the black, the, uh, the black uh, flu or something, kind of flu over there. And the only reason they didn't bury him because there were so many people dying of it. Three days dead. They, I don't know if it's him or one of his people. Prayed on them girls, came back to life. Whew. Oh man, but I just wanted to be religious, go to church. I didn't want to know I had to believe like that. That's the kind, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying faith. Faith is action. Faith is the power of God. Faith is the only way God's going to move. And He's not going to move on what Allah said. He's going to move on what Jesus said. He's not going to move on what Mary or Joseph says. He's going to move on what Jesus said. Oh, I dropped my bottle of water. Help me, Lord. <laughs> he's going to move by His word. And in his word comes wisdom. I ain't going to be much longer. I, 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 this, is, this is my, my proverb word. word. <laughs> it's a word from Proverbs. Don't envy the wicked. Don't look at the, uh, at the wicked and envy what they got. Remember, God got something a lot better. He's got faith and wisdom he wants to give you. Wisdom is, is better than fine gold. It says Solomon goes through that proverb. Always wisdom is better than the chiefest of treasures. There's nothing on the earth that can compare to the wisdom of God. You're going to need that wisdom. Listen, you can wear wear the finest clothes, drive the finest car, but ain't one of those things are going to heaven with you. Naked you come in this world, Naked. naked you're going to go out. Dust to dust. Listen, Job knew what dust was because he was sitting there. He's the one quoted that. He lived in the dust for nine months. Suffered untold misery, but he would not give up on God's word, on what God promised. When the devil went after him with everything he could take, took his kids, took his riches, took everything he had. The devil said, you take that away from him, he's going to curse you to your face, God. never. <laughs> Listen, Job had the wisdom of God. Sometimes the wisdom God gives you is going to make the wicked envious because they're going to say, who does he think he is? I'm just using what God gave me. And God gave us principles in His Word that we're to walk according to His Word and to apply the Word of God in everyday life and what we do for the Lord and what we do for for ourselves. Uh, Verse 16 of that same uh, chapter, it says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by clamoring. And I watch. Listen, I know some men of God. I've, I've been in that same boat. Yeah, but yeah, we call that uh, failing God Christianity sometimes. We fall. But we don't stay down. There's some men, I, I know, like I said, some that, 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 that I was sitting under for years. I've seen them struggle, but they didn't stay down. A lot of them, like I said, going to meet the Lord today, but they come back. When they would fall, they would come back. And they might not be falling out of church or falling, just what, just life has brought them to the ground. They're facing trials and tribulations, but they keep on with their faith. You understand what I'm saying? Though they've fallen, they get right up again. God be with them. Though they fall, they say, Thus said the Lord. Though they fall naked, I've come in the world, naked, I've come out. I'm going back. I, I came with nothing. I can take nothing, nothing with me. Like when, I, when I, co- I read that sign one day, somebody told me that. He says, You know what? I read a sign. It said, Oh, he had a sign on his, on his truck. He said, I started with nothing and I, I got most of it left. <laughs> <laughs> I started with nothing and I'm going to leave with nothing. I ain't going to take a nickel with me. I'm gonna take 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 that that house, that land, that family. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take my family with me because they're gonna go one day too. But I can take another soul with me. Daddy can take with me. That's it. But all these riches in this world, I can't take. It says a righteous man falls seven times, but he get it back up. Amen. But the wicked, they're gonna fall into calamity. Or, or destruction, because the wicked will never see God till he's repented, And if he dies wicked, well, he's eternally lost. But he says here, verse 17, and, and this is something that we need to listen to real good. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. And do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Listen, that's the thing that we, it ought to break our heart to see the wicked fall. We ought to break our heart to see the, the evil man continue on his road to hell. We should never rejoice if, if, if somebody we disapprove of, or somebody we don't agree with, or somebody we think that, we, that, that should, should be burned alive or, 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 or destroyed. Listen, I want to take President Obama. I, I I didn't agree with his policies. Really, I didn't. I think he was evil. I think he did things wrong. But I never hated a man in my heart. Never could find a place to hate him. If the man dies, I can say, oh, God's going to judge him. Praise the Lord. I'm the problem. Because I should not want the death of the wicked. I should not want the judgment. I shouldn't be rejoicing over the, 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 the wicked's death or destruction. We should be looking for their souls. We should be broken because they're going to hell if they don't repent. See, that's, that's look, Jonah is the perfect example. Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. He took a plane in another, another <laughs> direction. No, what Jonah did, the reason why he didn't want to go preach to the Ninevites is because the Ninevites had, was destroying his people. They were doing evil things to the Jewish people, and Jonah was angry at them. And when God said, Jonah, I want you to go preach to them. I got a message. He said, well, no, God, I'm going another way. And Jonah jumped on a boat going the other direction. But God caught up to Jonah. God caused a whale to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in that belly of that whale for three days. I guess he decided to repent. He went into the belly of hell, the Bible says. He was being digested in that, world, in that, in that whale's uh, chemicals in his, his digestive system. That wasn't fun. And he said, Lord, I'll go. I said, I'll go in five minutes. <laughs> Three days it took to break that man. And the whale spit him on the beach and he went in the middle and he started preaching. God's judgment was coming upon this place. And if you don't turn, and all of a repented. They all repented. And, and Jonah said, uh-huh. He went and sat on a hill, and she was watching the city. He said, God's going to fix them now. God's going to burn them. <laughs> and he's sitting up there mad, <laughs> angry at God, and says, they deserve to be judged. Look what they've done to your people, God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> he's sitting up there, God planted a bush. He could be a little cool, and, all, and there comes a worm, and the worm ate it all up. And he got more angry. <laughs> and he's sitting up there, and at was, I, last, I don't know, hundreds of years, 300 years till the day, they finally were destroyed. But Jonah didn't want that. Jo- Jonah wanted God to kill him. Don't be happy when the wicked fall. And don't be glad in your heart when you see, that's a soul going, that's a soul God loves, that's a soul God wants to save. Listen, there's that's some people that you could say, oh, I wish God would blow them off the planet. I remember, I remember a story I was hearing, I'm not going to be much longer. There was a lady, and that always blessed me. She had a, uh, and I saw it, they showed it on television, it was an outreach thing or something. Uh, a, a man shot her son. And he, they put him, put him in prison. And the, and the Lord told that lady, I want you to go be that man. And I said, I want you to minister to him. Oh, watch. What? Minister to a man that killed my son? Now you stop and think about what God. Let's you talk about Jonah. What, what if you felt like Jonah? Go over there. These, these people killed my family, man. They killed everybody I love. But Jonah ran. This lady ran to the prison, and she sat. And they showed him. She was ministered to the murderer of a son, the one that murdered a son, and she, that man gave his life to Jesus, and she became. He became her son, like her son. I said, "What great forgiveness, man! I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> what a great example of God the grace." You know what I'm saying? She's preaching to her the murder murder of our son. Oh lord. I tell you most people said I hope they fry him in that electric chair. Mm. Mm. No. I think we don't understand the grace of God. I don't think we understand how much God loved the human race so much. I don't know if you feel it, but I do. That whatever a man done, there's forgiveness. Whew. Whatever a man or woman does, this is the greatest gift God ever gave. It's His grace. And Jesus died for that murderer. He died for that doctor that murders those little babies. He died for that homosexual. He died for those perverts. He died for those. You you could go on and on and on. He died to save them. Even a little, I I can understand a little bit what the love of God might be like. If this lady demonstrated that love for for forgiving her own son's murderer and took the man as her son and ministered to him and went and preached the gospel to him. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord. What kind of heart do we have? And I I think about that. How far are we willing to go with God's grace to somebody else, no matter who they are? What if the man God told you to reach raped your wife? What if he went in the house and shot all your family? And God told you to forgive them. Watch. Just think of what God was seeing when he had to give his own son. For every sleazy, cutthroat, evil person on this planet, I was one of them. You were one of them. My sin would have took me to hell, just like somebody that did something a whole lot worse would have done. Okay? But don't envy the wicked when they fall. I'm almost finished, y'all. This is just called a word from Proverbs. It's an instructions of where our heart needs to be. All right. Uh, Verse 19. Do not fret because of the evildoer, nor be envious of the wicked. Let me uh, go to verse 30. Okay, so we know we shouldn't envy the wicked. But remember, God loves the wicked. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be happy when when they fall. Don't say they deserve it. <laughs> Don't we forget where we came from? Come on, somebody. Don't you think we deserve penalty, judgment for our sins? Oh, yeah. I'm almost finished, but I'm going to read this. I went by a field of a lazy man. Now watch. Watch. this is is the whole principle. God gives us a feel. And it might be a little feel. Let's talk about a spiritual feel. Okay? We're Christians. And God gives us a spiritual feel to tend, the feel of our heart. And the feel of our heart is to examine where we're at with the Lord so we can sprout up new fruit somebody else, to affect their lives, to be an example. And, and, and listen, I went into a field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding, okay? What, what does that mean, devoid? He doesn't know how to work that field, Okay? Therefore, he's not going to get up and do something. You see, understanding something, understanding this word, it builds our faith, it builds our wisdom, and shows us how to tend our field. You understand what I'm saying? I have to know what's just said the Lord. I got to know what God expects of me. So a lazy man said, Oh, man, I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to church when I feel like it. I'm going to do my own, you know, I'll pray when I do. You know, think, think about where that's going to get you. If you never plow, if you never sow seed, if you never put your fruit in the ground. And there was in, in verse 31. And there and there it was all overgrown <laughs> his field. With thorns, its surface was covered with needles, and I'm reading you King James, okay? Its stones was Broken down. They talk about stones, walls. They put up these walls, and they, they had these beautiful fields, and they, they build these, you know, they use these stones to make up uh, corrals or, you know, to fence in their animals. But if you don't ever repair what needs to be fixed, then walls just keep falling down. The grass takes over. The weeds take over. <laughs> you understand where I'm coming from? A man don't ever get up to plow and take care of what God has given him. It overgrows with junk. If I don't get up and plow this hard and clean up what needs to be cleaned up and fix what needs to be fixed, I'll be a lazy man with spiritual growth that wicked, you know, things ain't going to happen. Nothing's going to grow. The animals going to get out of my... <laughs> Look around I don't I don't fix the fences I don't fix the walls I don't stones will fall Listen you ever seen a, a, a listen I, I, I do a lot of work around these it's a lot of time to put up these new trailer houses And a lot of these people get in this this house for nothing And and after a few years it's abandoned <laughs> They take something they are too lazy to pay and and notice that a lot of these, a lot of these double wides, a lot of them left abandoned. The windows are broken, or the grass taking over the yard. That's from people that wanted something but don't want to work for it. They want they want what's nice, but they don't want to keep up what they got. You know, a lazy man's yard. You're lucky to see the house. Come on, you're lucky. Who he was at? Uh, Charles Wesley said, uh, uh, cl- "Cleanliness is next to godliness." That's the one book thing. See, I need boogie. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Somebody says, "I'm a Christian. I'm spirit field." Well, I look at your, your yard. I said, "If what you got in your yard is in your heart, you got some problems." Can you judge a man by his yard sometimes? <laughs> what? My wife will tell you, the grass gets this long, I'm getting the lawnmower out. I don't like a dirty yard. I don't like trash all over. Listen, I ain't got a palace, but it's clean. Hallelujah. I get up in the morning, Janice will wash the dish. Sometimes you let it dry. I'm in the morning before God bust my teeth. I'm putting the dishes in the. <laughs> I can't stand see stuff laying around, man. <laughs> Lazy man. He won't fix what's broken. Verse thirty-two. And I'm almost finished. When I saw it, I considered the it's. I considered it well. I looked at it. I saw it. I considered what. I considered it well. I saw this man's place. I saw what he did with. It. I saw his field. I saw what he was doing. Everything's trashed. Everything's total loss. It's because he didn't tend it. He didn't. Fix it. He didn't he didn't he didn't repair what needed to be repaired. He just sat on his recliner, on his on his uh blessed assurance and, and let everything take over. Too lazy to go and keep up what he got. Amen? And I'm talking more the spiritual sense. Look at our own life. Listen, you wonder why sometimes weeds are growing in our hearts. You don't wonder why sometimes our faith and as strong it's supposed to be, we're, we're starting to drift off into to to, to things that are not of God because we let weeds grow in our heart. We let we let our we let our we let our place go to ruins, our heart go to ruins. And he says I looked and I considered it well and I looked on it and received instructions. Listen to this. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. (laughs) Shall so sh, uh, a little fold in their hands to rest, so shall your poverty come like a plower, and your need like an armed man. Mm. Amen. You want to go? You want to be broke without nothing? Don't work. You want? You want? You want? Uh, uh, you, listen today. The government says you don't work, we'll feed you. God says you don't work, you don't eat. That's what the Bible says. That's why we got the mess we have in this country. That's why people are more confused. And Listen, I told, I got, I, I, was, I was one day, I, I was in my dump truck on the road. A, a, a contractor was digging out part of the road. You know what I'm saying? To, to fix it, patch it, no dumping it. And I was watching. A little, a little young fella came, he walked on the sidewalk, and he sat down. And I'm not lying to you. I, I was angry for a week. I don't know if it was, I was grieved or what it was. He sat down on that sidewalk and he watched those men work. And he laid his head back and took a nap to mock him, to say, "I don't have to do that." Listen. And again, don't pray for the. Diff- <laughs> Listen, I, I could have said, "Boy, wake up, man." So what's wrong with you? I could have grabbed him by his neck and said, "You." You ain't going to get nowhere like that. You're all bone. You're living off the fat of other people. I could have told him all kinds. Of, I didn't do that. I looked. I'm not joking with you. Not even right across the street. There, there was young men coming out with beer in their hand. Congregating about 9 o'clock in the morning. Drinking beer. And I looked down the street. I remember half a mile. I'm watching all this. God was trying to teach me something. There was a drug bust happening. All in that same area. Somebody didn't do their job. Somebody should have got their butt whipped. Somebody should have corrected these people. You know what I'm saying? I bet I stayed angry for a week and my spirit was so grieved. I said, this is what we plan for America? This is the welfare system or the society? And nobody doesn't say anything. This is what's killing this nation, man. People sucking off of other people. Taking taxpaying money and mocking them on top of it. And that little fellow, I wouldn't doubt, he'd probably end up in jail if you don't get saved. Because they fold their hands and they say, I ain't going to do it. I ain't doing that. You know what? You don't, you don't work, you don't eat. Hallelujah. That's a pure spiritual principle. It's like the things of God. If you don't don't work at studying God's word, if you don't apply yourself, you won't eat of the spiritual things God has. Okay? Hallelujah. But there's good news, okay? (laughs) Jesus loves you. And the good thing about Jesus' grace and mercy, you don't have to stay there. I believe everybody in this church is saved, okay? But I don't know everybody's heart. I don't know how you look at life and how, how's your feel looking and how's your <laughs> how's your life is. I don't know if you got weeds growing up or, or not. I don't know if your, your walls are falling down, your house, windows are, <laughs> are busted. I, I just don't know. I don't know if your roof is leaking, but God knows. This is a word from Proverbs. I went, and every time I read Proverbs, I mark with a yellow highlighter of what God wants me to know. Tonight, I want to challenge you. Clean out the weeds. (laughs) Rebuild the walls. Plow your field. Amen? I'm talking about the field of your heart. Do you know you are testimony? Do you know you might be the only Bible somebody might read? When they see you, they got to see Jesus, right? Years ago, you know, a guy came back to church here. I mean, Janice, we coming for years here. And he told me, and it's not because I'm more righteous I I than just we, just we just did what we did because that's what God wanted us to do. And we be- we had faith. We did it we did it in obedience to Him, coming to church, paying tithes, doing what was right. That fellow said he hadn't come to church in a while. He said, "Lenny, when I went back, I knew I'd have saw you." I said, "I said, well, think. He said, "I knew I, I'd have saw you there because we was always here. Brother Mike would call something, we was there. He'd want us." To do that, we was he, when he's hey, that brother used to make me feel so guilty, man. I called him. I said, "Brother Mike, I can't go to church. I don't feel good." He said, "Well, why don't you come over here and let us pray for you and get healed?" <laughs> could never, could never. Thank God for him, man. I could never get away with nothing. <laughs> but he was right. Maybe I was just looking for an excuse not to come to church. You can read right through my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. I said that a couple of times. I'll just hang on going. I ain't going to tell him no more. If I don't want to come, I'll just hang on going. Amen. Let's stand up. praise God. Let's thank God for that. It's a good message tonight. Praise God.